All right, so as promised, I'm doing my analysis for UFC 245. Why did it take so long? I needed a few days to sort of soak in the loss. I was I was kind of sad about it. <laughs> I was kind of sad. Both my fighters lost. So let's just dive right into the main card and kind of talk about it. So the first fight, Uriah Faber versus Peter Yan. Um, yeah, I mean, that was tough to watch. You know, I'm a, like I said before, I'm a big Uriah Faber, big team, out, team alpha male fan. And that was pretty rough to watch. And it, it was really simple, too. The, I mean, Peter Yan simply outclassed Uriah Faber. He's just a better fighter, a better striker. Um, the moment I knew that Uriah was in trouble was when Uriah couldn't take uh, Peter Yan down. He had some opportunities. He got in close a couple times, and he couldn't do it. I, I knew if the fight was going to stay on their feet, that there was no way Uriah was going to be able to outstrike Peter Yan. But, you know, Peter Yan looks deadly. He, he looks really good. Uh, I think he should probably get a title shot soon. I think uh, something else that, that could happen too is if uh, Cody Garbrandt, and I hope to God Cody Garbrandt wins his fight or else I'm just going to be so sad. But anyway, if Cody Garbrandt um, wins his fight, then he could potentially fight Peter Yan, and maybe that person gets a title shot. I don't know. I think Peter Yan looks ready right now to fight Cejudo. I think that'd be a really good fight. But, I mean, let's just... I mean, I have to give him credit, man. That guy just has some, some really good power, uh, some really good versatile striking. Uh, some really good kicks, really good punches. So I think he's going to be a name we're going to hear about in the UFC for a while. And he's definitely going to get some some big fights. He's going to be on some really big cards coming up. So he is definitely a name to look forward to uh, in 2020. All right, now uh, let's get to the next fight. So the next fight is Jose Aldo versus Marlon Marias. Now, I'm not really sure why everyone was so upset acting like uh, Jose Aldo got robbed. Uh, I mean... Okay, to be completely fair, I thought Aldo looked a lot better than I was willing to give him credit for. I, th I thought he was going to be drained. I thought he was going to have less of a chin. Uh, and, we, and we saw that wasn't the case. I mean, he takes a head kick like five seconds into the fight and he doesn't even flinch. So he, he looks really good. And people forget, too, that Jose Aldo is only 33 years old. So, I mean, he's still, he's still young. He still has a lot of fight left in him. And but the the fact is I don't think Jose Aldo won that fight. Jose Aldo was outstruck overall. Uh, I, I'd give him the second round. I thought Marias won the first and the third round. And he also Marias also has a takedown on him too. And I know some people are talking about the octagon control. And I guess it really just comes down to how you want to score the fight. In my opinion, I thought Jose Aldo lost. It was a close fight, and I think Jose Aldo definitely has a future in that weight class. More of a future than I was willing to give him credit for. And he proved to us that he can make the weight cut. And um, I thought he looked good. But it would be really interesting if he got a... If his first fight in that weight class, he gets... <clears throat> he, you know, he loses and he gets a title shot. So it would be kind of interesting. But I think that Cejudo right now is in the point to where he just wants to make a lot of money. And the issue is that he's in two weight classes where there aren't really big names, right? I mean, that seems to be the, the biggest issue because... I mean, the first thing he did after he beat, I think, Marias was he, was he called out, like, Cody Garbrandt and Uriah Faber, which Garbrandt really hasn't won a fight in, like, a year or two or something like that. So he's kind of been MIA. Uh, Uriah Faber just came back from retirement after two and a half years. So it just kind of shows that he's just looking for big names. And Henry Cejudo is trying to make as much money as possible. And now that Jose Aldo is in that weight class, it, it really helps him out a bit because now he could, you know, it's another name for him to call out. But overall, 
uh, I thought I thought Marais looked good too. It was a really good fight. I was very content with the fight. It was at a really good pace. Both the fighters just had that outstanding cardio. Uh, but yeah, I, overall, I, I didn't think Aldo did anything to edge himself off Marais. But he also, it was a close fight. I wouldn't say anyone really particularly dominated. And yeah, it was, it was a pretty good fight. All right. So for the next fight is uh, Amanda Nunes versus GDR. And it was, it was a very frustrating fight for me. And I think it was frustrating because GDR looks like she like she's like so close to being the full package for a fighter. I mean, she is really close. She has really good uh, striking, really good stand up. Um, she has she she wasn't bad on her back. She wasn't she wasn't able to get submitted. She held her own. Had some really good up kicks. And but the only thing is that her takedown defense is awful. I mean, Nunes was taking her down at will. And props to Nunes because it really shows um, what a versatile fighter that she is. Because, you know, she's, she knocked out Holly Holmes, Ronda Rousey, Chris Cyborg. And it just shows that when she wants to take things to the floor with someone like GDR, because she didn't want to trade blows with her, she can easily do that. She just switches it up and she's a world-class, uh, you know, on a wrestler and uh, with the jujitsu and all that kind of stuff. So, I, you know, like I said before, Amanda Nunes... The baddest woman on the planet. I mean, <laughs> she is the goat of women's MMA right now, I, and and the, these fights are showing it. I mean, she could just change the the way she fights, and and she's still just as effective. And like I said, it, it was just frustrating because I don't know. It's like everything else in that fight. I thought GDR did pretty well. I mean, she had her moments, um, you know, with with Joe Rogan every five seconds, like over exaggerating every up kick that she did. But you know, she had her moments. She she looked fine. But overall, though, I mean, I think that Amanda Nunes, just nobody's on her level right now. And that's just the realization with, with women's MMA is that Amanda Nunes is on just a whole nother tier, right? I mean, no one's, no one's even coming close to her. I, I don't even know who Amanda Nunes fights after this, uh, but she is just dominating, just absolutely dominating. So she is super fun to watch. All right, so for the next fight. Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovsky. And this, to me, was kind of a boring fight. I felt that they, the both of them kind of did a little bit more talking in the octagon than, than fighting at certain points. But overall, um, Volkanovsky had a great strategy. So Holloway liked to switch up his stance. Um, and Volkanovsky just immediately started attacking Holloway's left leg. Because that was the leg that was in front. He immediately started leg kicking that. And essentially what he did was that he neutralized uh, Holloway's fighting style. And made him stick to one particular stance. And and that way he wasn't as unpredictable. And overall I just thought he got the better of the exchanges. And and we've seen this so many times. I mean leg kicks are such an underrated part of MMA. In my opinion at least. I mean there's so many fighters that... You know know, because initially... When you're watching a fight, you're thinking of getting knocked out, right? That's that's the big one. You're thinking of getting knocked out, um, getting hit in the face. But what people don't realize is that leg kicks hurt like crazy. And they do a crazy amount of damage. I mean, look what Jose Aldo did to uh, Uriah Faber in one of their championship fights, right? It just totally neutralized him with these crazy leg kicks. And Volkanovski did a really good job of mixing that in and sort of stabilizing someone that has really fluid movement like Max Holloway. Um, and I, I, I thought he won the fight. I had him winning all the rounds. And essentially, I, I think, although it was boring, I think Volkanovski essentially dominated that fight. I think he got the better of the exchanges. And um, 
you know, it, it'll be interesting to see if Holloway gets a rematch right away or if he has to fight someone else in, in that weight class. But overall, I mean, it was cool. I mean, and t totally on a side note, I think Volkanovski seems like a pretty cool dude as well. I mean, he just seems like a really like, down-to-earth guy. And, like, I saw him on the UFC embedded. And he just seems like a really really chill dude. So hopefully he brings a little bit of personality, a little bit of flair into that, into that division. So I'm excited to see that. Now we have to talk about the heartbreak of all heartbreaks. So, uh, oh, boy. So I was obviously not thrilled with the outcome of the fight. Now I'm not going to go with what Colby said and said there was an early stoppage. I, I think that he, even if the ref would have played it out an extra 10, 15, 20 seconds, he, he wasn't going to do anything, but you know, it really, you know, I said this in my last podcast, the, the difference in striking was the power that Usman has, right? And then Colby throws a lot more for volume, but he just really didn't have as much power. Um, Colby was really able to connect on, I, th I think with his left hand, he was really able to connect his left hook. But Usman was, any jab Usman threw, right? Anytime Colby got closer, anytime Colby hit Usman, he was always eating punches. And if I'm being, if I'm being honest, I, I thought that the fight was 2-2 going into the fifth round. But even when it got to the fifth round, I mean, Colby was just getting dominated. Uh, Usman did a really good job of attacking the body early. And, you know, he and he literally broke Colby's jaw. So, I mean, he, he's a good fighter. I'm really interested to see who fights Usman next. And, I mean, he just did a good job. And then, look, I mean, it was really interesting because both fighters know that they're both such prolific wrestlers that they just said, like, basically, fuck it. We're just going to stand up and, and trade blows. <laughs> like, it was pretty it was pretty interesting to see that. And overall, I thought it was a, I thought it was a really good fight. It was really entertaining. And here's something that's really bizarre too, right? That even though Colby lost, I mean, he was trending top two for Twitter the past three days or this whole week or something like that. So his stock rose, right? I mean, if his main goal is to get pay-per-view and to establish himself as a well-known fighter and, you know, make a lot of money, I think he did that. Even though he lost, he grabbed so many people's attention, he grabbed so much attention for the buildup of this fight with all the trash talking, and he looked—he didn't look bad. I wouldn't—I'd say Colby lost. I wouldn't say he dominate. He got dominated. He definitely lost the fight, but it, it, to, I wouldn't to say he got dominated. I think that's a little bit extreme. Um, but it was—you know—it it was a really crazy fight. I mean, the dude's tough. He fought. He fought nearly nine minutes with the with a broken jaw, but like I said before, you know the the power that Usman has and his striking just looked phenomenal. Um, but the, here's the thing though. I mean, these people saying that Usman's going to be the champ for a while. I'm not sure. Cause the welterweight division in the UFC is the hottest right now. The big, for my, in my opinion, at least I think he has the biggest names, uh, the most competition. So it, it, I mean, there's just so many different directions that this could go. If I were to guess, I'd say that Jorge fights Usman for the welterweight title. And then I would have, oh, see, then it's tough because it's like, where does Leon Edwards go? I would, I would have Jorge fight Usman for the welterweight title. And then I would have Woodley fight Covington. And then, ah, uh, I don't know where, I don't know where Leon Edwards fits into this. Then maybe, then maybe Leon Edwards fights the winner of 
Jorge and Usman, and then the winner of that fights the winner of Woodley Covington. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's really interesting though. But I do think that Covington and Woodley need a fight. And if I were to put my guess on that, I'd probably say that Covington would win that fight because I think Covington did a lot better against Usman than Woodley did. But we'll see though. I mean, we'll see. I mean, he's recovering from a broken jaw, and then Tyron Woodley's probably super motivated to get that belt back. But overall, though, in terms of the the, the fights themselves um, for this card, I wasn't crazy about it. I wasn't crazy. I mean, for for such big names, the the, the fights weren't as good as, as I would have liked to see. They weren't very entertaining. Um, they, but you know, it's. It, it, it there were interesting fights, right? I mean, you, they, they each fight had its moment, and it, you know it was really interesting to see. So I'm real, I'm just really, really excited to see where who uh, Usman even fights next. I mean, the the whole future of this welterweight division is just it's an absolute chaos. So I'm really interested to see how that goes. But there, after a few days, I was finally able to get my my short, brief analysis of the main card in, and. Like I said before, I'm still I'm still getting over I'm still getting over the heartbreak. Still, you know, just finished eating ice cream in my bed the last three nights. So, anyways, though, I, I think I think all the fighters that were on the card, I think they still have a bright future. A lot of well, I'm sure we're not going to be done hearing from them. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. My name's Eddie Raksak. This has been TED Talk Sports.